Welcome to the 11th episode of the Hardwired Hockey Podcast featuring your host, Matthew Sheridan, and I am Tyler Prosick. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today? Good. Um, sad that reading week's over. It's been a nice, deserve, long-deserved break, at least in my opinion, but uh, yeah. excited to talk some hockey. And uh, I know we're kind of inching closer and closer to summer, which is essentially what all of us want. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, for sure. Inching closer to summer, yet there's like a thousand freaking centimeters of snow outside. Um, so today we're going to be covering all the NHL action happening in the past few days, including Austin Matthews, very hot start, uh, Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto helping the Panthers dominate the central division, Chicago's shocking success and Ottawa, um, Ottawa's struggles and Matt Murray's contract and how that's going to impact the team, uh, coming forward. So we'll start with the wonderful Austin, ugly mustache, Matthews and uh his incredible start uh matt just give us give me your thoughts on uh just matthews and how he's been playing so far yeah it's it's been a lot of people kind of i don't know a lot of people it's it, it's important to appreciate this when it as it's happening um, a lot of people have mentioned the same thing with brady and how he's gone on such an incredible run with the NFL and stuff winning seven Super Bowls. It's it's important to take in the fact that athletes are doing this. And I think Austin Matthews is one of those things that I'll remember for a long time. He has six uh 16 goals or 15 goals in 16 games. So it's been almost a, a goal per game and it's been really, really fun to watch as a Leafs fan. Um, I've always been one that's even when he's kind of struggled to get it going and uh a lot of people labeled him the next superstar and stuff. He's been, I don't know, it's he hasn't put up a hundred point season yet. And um, it's been kind of a, an iffy argument about if he's going to take that next step, but I think he's essentially showing it, showing it now. He has 25 points in 17 games and um, it's, it's incredible to watch Mitch Marner and him. I've been, I'm lucky. I got Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews in one of my fantasy leagues. So racking up the points there. So, but yeah, it's been awesome to watch. Matthews has not essentially been playing with the caliber of talent that he is now essentially in his entire career, um, not to take away the, from the fact that Zach Hyman isn't a good player and William Nylander isn't a good player, but Mitch Marner's incredible, um, incredible passer, incredible playmaker, and just his passing ability and his ability to find Matthews. Matthews has the best shot in the league, in my opinion, and just the, the ability for those two to create the magic out there has been really fun to watch. Joe Thornton, at 41 years old, is near a point per game, so that's been an awesome thing as well. I'm taking the time to take it all in because the Leafs always kind of struggle in the playoffs, but they've had their best start in, I think, 40 years. So definitely going to take the time to appreciate it. They're first in the league. I kind of do feel guilty when my team's doing well. I don't know. Just, but um, I'm definitely taking the time to appreciate it because Austin Matthews has been incredible. And um, it's been a lot of fun to watch. I don't know what else to say. It's just mm -hmm. my pride as a Leafs fan. I kind of sometimes it's been like, oh, you're you like the Leafs yeah they suck it's like yeah I know they're not going anywhere <laughs> but but yeah the, these times it's it's I'm proud to say that I'm a Leafs fan I've always been a proud Leafs fan but at times it's been kind of hard to endure because of the fact that like you mentioned we got beat by Boston Bruins in the first round and we lost to Columbus and we lost to a 42 year old freaking goaltender out of nowhere with Carolina so it's just been jab after jab after jab and I think now it's kind of I'm happy for it because we can finally find success. I know this week there was a blunder with the whole five one Ottawa thing, and that'll be something that's talked about for a long time. But yeah, 
I think that's kind of a minor thing with how the success that they've had, and it's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Matthews is fifth in the league in points, behind only obviously Connor McDavid, Drysaddle. Those are the always, in my opinion, going to be the two guys at the top. Uh, Mitch Marner is two points ahead of him with 27, and Patrick Kane, who's carrying the Chicago Blackhawks along with their new rookie goaltender um, to a playoff spot right now in the central division, which is very tight. Um, well, before you reach Nashville and Detroit, who are very bad. Um, so yeah, Matthews, uh, like I haven't really been, I've been watching too many Panthers games and that's, that's crazy for me because usually at this point in the season, they're, they've won like five games instead of 11. Um, and uh, they're getting blown out on a nightly basis. But uh, Chris Drieger has something else to say about that. Um, something about Matthews that really sticks out to me is his 54% in the faceoff circle. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, the faceoff um, percentage is a really underrated offensive stat. Um, and, you know, if Matthews is going to be that number one center that he obviously is, um, the, the, him being incredible at face-offs as well as scoring ridiculous goals with his wicked shot, um, makes him one of the most elite players in the NHL. And I saw something on Instagram, I think Puck Empire posted it. Um, it was saying that by, it was his hot take that by the end of the year, Austin Matthews will overtake Nathan McKinnon as the second best player in the NHL. And I, I think I agree with that. Um, he, he's healthy. Um, he's, he's carrying the Leafs along with Marner. And, uh, and if, if Joe Thornton is almost a point per game, like you mentioned at however old he is 41, I think you said, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Like that says something about a player and, um, that's just, it's, it's just nuts for me. Um, so I, I mentioned, uh, Patrick Kane there and the Blackhawks. So let's, uh, let's touch on the Blackhawks for a second. Um, just an overview. The central division is very, very tight in the five, the top five. Um, at number one, you have the Florida Panthers, um, who are 11, two and two with 24 points. Uh, Carolina is in second place who are 11, three and one with 23 points. Chicago, the team everyone thought was going to win five games is nine, six and one or nine, six and four, sorry, with 22 points. And then Tampa is 10, three and one with 21. And then it drops down to Columbus, eight, six and four with 20 points. And then it goes stars, 14 points, predators, 12 points and Detroit, the worst team I've ever seen with 11 points. Um, so we will touch on the Panthers in a little bit, but Matt, um, what are your thoughts on the Blackhawks and how well they've been doing this year? Yeah, I think it's a testament to how well the, the Chicago Blackhawks have been playing. And um, a lot of people expected to, them to not have such such a good season. Of course, with Corey Crawford, their longstanding goaltender, leaving for New Jersey and essentially retiring. They lost taste to some mystery illness. Um, they lost Kirby Doc to a broken wrist in the World Juniors. So a lot of people had this team on the outside of the playoffs looking in even before the season started, and I would have agreed with that. But the way that Patrick Kane's been playing, it's it's been so incredible to watch. Um, you, he's always been an elite player, but um, at some point you expect some guys to kind of start taking that those steps towards that downfall, which essentially leads them to retiring. Um, but he's proven that he's still got it. Um, 
albeit he's not a very good defensive forward. Um, that's never been something that's been a secret, but the way he's been playing, the way the brink has been playing has been incredible. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to be following them because I've always liked the Chicago Blackhawk. Um, I think essentially every team who has success, I kind of like seeing them go through that rebuilding stage just to see more teams flourish. But um, it's been fun to watch. And uh, another thing, like you mentioned, their rookie goalie, Kevin Lankinen, has been incredible. Um, it was Malcolm Subban and Colin Dealey, and both of them struggled. So they gave it to Kevin Lankinen, and he's flourished with the starting position. I think it's it sucks because it's like the Pittsburgh Penguins. They always have guys that you don't really expect just come in and make a, an immediate impact. And it's like Kevin Lankinen, and you've got Pia Suter, and you've got Philip Kurashev, and you've got guys like that it's it's and then last season it was Dominic Kubelik so they always find guys that are really good like again another guy Artemi Panarin who's now one of the best players in the league they signed him um, over from Europe as a free agent so their ability to find talent overseas and bring them in has been nothing short of incredible and uh, I think it's a testament to how They've been playing and uh, it'll be exciting to see when they get their top guys back because if they're playing well this now, if they're playing this well now, um, I could see them making a run in the playoffs. And um, I wouldn't I wouldn't write them out too quick because Patrick Kane, like I mentioned, is still a great player. And uh, the way that they're getting all of the contributions from a lot of guys is, uh, is great to see. And uh, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are. But um, the um, success has been surprising. but Surprising in some ways, but surprising and not surprising in other ways, just because of given how good they have, given how good the players have been on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one thing that stands out is Kevin Lankinen. Um, like you already mentioned, he, he's 7-3-3, three and three, 242 goals against average and a 927 save percentage with about 34 shots a game. These are like Vesna numbers in a full season. And this guy's starting in his first NHL season. And on what people thought of one of the worst teams in the league. Um, So it kind of blows my mind um, how much a goalie can impact your team. Um, You you can see it in Florida too. Like Bob is bad, like so bad. And it's so sad. Um, But Florida's offense has been so good this year that it, it hasn't mattered. And Bob's still won quite a few games. I, I don't know his record off the top of my head. Um, but and then we have Drieger in net too, who who carries when he's in net. He's incredible. I don't know how he's making eight hundred thousand. Um, so I think Kevin Lankinen can only take them so far. So if if the Blackhawks wanted, if they're like serious and they want to win, um, then they got to do something because their team isn't obviously complete and Kirby doc still has to come back. Um, so that'll be a huge boost to the lineup. And if Taze does come back, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if he'll play this year. Um, I don't know. That could be a very big boost to their lineup and they could look like a pretty good team, I guess, because of, you know, how well they're playing um, without these guys. And then Lankinen has more back or more uh, help, on offense and hopefully they'll take the load off of him because 34 shots a game is a lot. Um, and the fact that he has those numbers, it's astonishing. Um, yeah. So uh, let's uh, transition. Just before to... you yep. move on, I just wanted to say something. 
Um, I think, again, just going back, I didn't have the numbers, but I pulled them up. Um, Pia Suter's tied for the, the league lead in points with Josh Norris, I think, for rookies with 10. So it's incredible right. to see him making an impact. And then Philip Kurashev has nine points in 18 games. So I just wanted to throw those numbers out there for anyone who may be listening. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think, again, it's incredible that they, they're able to find talent and that some people may not have seen and uh, they get the impact from those players on a nightly. So moving on here, um, the number one team in the NHL in terms of points percentage, which the NHL has said they will go off of in the event of a cancellation of a season for the playoffs. Um, So technically, Panthers are first in the NHL. Um, 15 games played compared to the Leafs, 18. um, And they're four points um, behind with uh, 11-2-2. Leafs are 13-3-2. I'd be really interested. This is a little bit off topic, but I'd be very interested to see the Atlantic division this year in a normal NHL season and see how the Panthers would play in that division. Um, Cause it's not like this, it's not like the central division is an easy division. Carolina's really good. Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. Uh, Columbus is a pesky team that nobody likes to play. Dallas is a good team that's struggled to start. Uh, Nashville is usually a good team. They've been bad this year. And Detroit sucks, but that's, that's fine. And then the Blackhawks are a good team this year. Um, so it's not like the Panthers have had it easy. They've played good teams so far. Um, they have faced Detroit three or four times, maybe more. I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, like it's not like they've had it had everything like come to them. It's It's been a hard-working year, and a big part of that is – Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, and someone I didn't mention in my notes, but I will mention now is uh, Patrick Hornquist, who's been incredible um, with the Panthers. Um, And another fun fact that I read the other day, in his first 14 games with the Panthers, Wenberg scored four times. In his last 139, I believe, with Columbus, he scored seven times. So that's just, that's a testament to how good Jonathan Huberto is, who is... uh, uh, Wenberg's left winger. Um, so yeah, so let's uh, dive into the Panthers here. Jonathan Huberto is carrying this team on his back, playing off the second line. Um, Barkov's been great at, as usual, and he's he started the year probably the strongest I've ever seen him play. Um, he's last year was a little bit of a struggle. Um, he didn't he dealt with an injury. I was down year offensively. He didn't look that good defensively to what he usually is. Um, this year, Barkov is a whole new player. Um, incredible in the circle. Uh, amazing on back check. Um, his wingers are very good four checkers, Carter Verhage and Anthony Duclair. Um, so it's just, it's so fun to watch this team. And Jonathan Huberto is one of the most elite players in the NHL. And it's not even like up for debate. Um, that pass he made the other night to Wenberg um, was probably one of the best passes I've ever seen. The behind the back, no look in front of the net through traffic, uh, right on the tape of his stick into the net past uh, Carolina's rookie goalie that we eventually came back from 2 nothing and beat them 3-2 uh, or 4-2, or no, 3-2 or 4-3 in overtime. I don't remember. But we won. That's what matters. Um, and that's what took 
the Panthers to first in the central. Uh, Huberto has seven goals, 15 assists, and uh, he's averaging just about 16 minutes and 20 seconds per game, which is ridiculous how he has all these points, the 22 points, only averaging 16 minutes a game. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm so happy. And if he continues this and gets up to like top five in points, he will most definitely be in the heart conversation. And that's, that's a debate I'm willing to take like every day of the week. And uh, just touching on, I'll let you talk about Hubro and Barkov in a sec, Matt. I'm just going to touch on Barkov. Um, like I mentioned, he's been, this is the best I've seen him. He's, um, he's playing great defensively, great in the circle at 55%. Um, 18 points in 15 games, six goals, 12 assists. He's averaging 20, 20 minutes a game, so a little more than uh, a little more than Huberto. Um, and yeah, um, Hornquist, like I mentioned as well, he's been doing his job, doing what we got him for. Freaking Mike Matheson. That's that's the steal. That's the best trade of the year. And like it's oh my gosh. Eight goals, seven assists for Hornquist this year. Like, it's not even fair. I don't understand how how Bill Zito pulled that off. Um, but I've been so happy. And finally, before I hand it off to Matt, Aaron Eckblad has been stupid good this year. Just about just under 25 minutes a game. He's got 10 points in 15 games, five goals, five assists. He's a plus three. He's getting getting hits. He's been in the penalty box quite a lot this year, um, which is unfortunate. But he's been the team's been getting in a lot of fights lately, especially with Tampa. Um, which is good because I hate Tampa. So, uh, yeah, it's been a great year for the Panthers. Uh, Matt, what do you think about Barkov and Hubie? Yeah, I've been happy. I also have them on my fantasy team, so I'm happy with their start. But, yeah, Huberto's been incredible. Um, you couldn't argue with the fact ever since he put up 92 points in 2018-19, he's been – he cemented himself as a top 20 player in this league, and I don't think it's – really up for debate. Like you mentioned, he had 78 points in 69 games last season, but I think he could have put up 90 points if it hadn't been for the COVID-19 pandemic and the league being paused. And he's off to a great start this year. I, I'm i not going to say Hubie for heart, like you said, but because um, I think there's there's some players out there that have been better than him, um, but he's he's a great player. And the 22 points in 15 games is not something that could be um, overstated. It's, it's incredible. Barkov has been amazing. I haven't gotten a chance to watch a ton of Panthers games, but Tyler has clearly gotten a chance to watch a ton of them, and he's liked what he's seen. Um, I always, I've always thought that Aaron Ekblad is underrated, um, such a good defenseman. And uh, I think given the market, uh, you can't deny the fact that Ford is not a big market team. Um, they're, uh, he's been a great player, and um, I think Mackenzie Weger has been great as well. Um, I think he's been really solid defensively. That top pairing is amazing for you guys. Yeah, I think it's a good thing that you guys didn't trade him. I'm kind of regretting it, not giving up. I would have made Janssen and uh, Dermot for Uyghur any day of the week now at this point. But I think it's a good thing for you guys that you kept him. And uh, Barkov's been good. Um, I hope the, the trade rumors that there, that came out a, a few weeks back um, about him essentially wanting to leave in 2022, I hope those are not true. Um, this team has proven that they've been capable of winning and I think Barkov if he were to leave he wouldn't have as great a chance of winning because Florida's the real deal right now and um, you guys have got to re-sign Chris Drieger because that guy deserves his money 
give him throw the money at him and uh, he's been he's been really really good that's arguably one of the better contracts in the entire league at 800,000 for the way he's been playing for you guys and um yeah um I, I like you mentioned Hornquist for Matheson that's a steal um Hornquist I I don't think has ever been a bad player he, he had his best years playing with Crosby which is a given Crosby's one of the greatest players of all time but uh, ever since he was demoted into the bottom six, I don't think it was his fault. It was just the fact of the players he was playing with. Um, I still think he's a perfectly four capable top six forward, and he's proven it. I think you mentioned, what, 15 points does he have or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 15 points, yeah. He has 15 points. So, yeah, great acquisition. I think Bill Zito is an underrated general manager. Um, Aaron Alexander Wattenberg has been a kind of a, a great reclamation project for you guys so far. And uh, I'm excited to see where this team goes because uh, as much as I love the Tampa Bay Lightning, as, as much as I – I wouldn't say I, I hate the Florida Panthers, but um, I, they're not definitely one of my favorite teams. But it's it's good to see because um, they're playing some great hockey and uh, I'm kind of eating my words considering the fact that I said it before with uh, when Ilias came on that I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. But uh, I'm kind of <laughs> eating my words at this point. Yeah. Um, just looking at the standings um... – to uh, wrap up our our episode today uh ottawa is bad they're so 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 bad so very bad but they still beat the leafs from 5-1 and 1 and it was hilarious but they are still so bad and it's really funny and a big part of that is their goaltending situation which has been a struggle this year matt murray is making uh 6.25 million for the next four years i believe um and that could be a contract that bites them in the butt um, when they have to chuck, they'd have to resign in a bit um, and a bunch of other young guys that they'd have to resign in a few seasons. So, uh, Matt, you watch a lot more of the uh, North Division than I do. So uh, tell me about Ottawa and what's going, going on in Ottawa. Yeah, I think their struggles are definitely something that a lot of people foresaw. You've got a lot of young players coming into the lineup and uh, – you haven't got a, a lot of great players. I'm being perfectly honest. Um, Josh Norris is going to be his future stud. And Drake Batherson has struggled as of late, but he's he looks promising. Brady Kachuk is going to be a play driver for you for years to come. Tim Stutzel has looked like one of the better rookies. But again, you've got guys like Eric Branson. And I don't know, you have Derek Stepan, who's definitely fallen off a cliff in terms of production. You've got Austin Watson. You had Cedric packet but you traded him so you you had a lot of guys that aren't necessarily great players anymore and i think um it's been a rough season and a rough stretch for sure but i think it's definitely something that i could have at least foreseen and a lot of else other people could have foreseen um, matt murray touching on that is i don't know how much to judge it based off the fact that how bad the team is but he has not been good either in 14 games, he has a 3.82 goals against average and an 8.78 save percentage. So paying him $6.25 million for this season and the following four seasons after that is a very, very bad contract. Um, I was hopeful. Um, I was hopeful with the change of scenery, he could turn it around. Um, I mean, the Ottawa Senators is not a very good team to go to considering the fact that they are one of the worst teams in the league. It'll be interesting to see. I'd be interested to see him on a solid Ottawa Senators team contending because I think he could put up better numbers, but especially now. Um, you've got some goalies waiting. I think Joey, Joey Decord deserves a shot. I think Marcus Hogberg deserves a starting role shot. I think Philip Gustafson could be something, essentially. But uh, Matt Murray playing like he has for the next four seasons, I, it's kind of like a situation similar to Bobrovsky. I don't see it 
turning out well in any shape or form. And uh, but yeah, I think the Ottawa Senators are going to struggle for the next few years for sure. Um, I think another solid draft pick. This year's draft is not the strongest, but um, I think another solid draft pick. And um, over the next few years, we'll definitely turn the tide of this franchise. And I think they'll be a source to wreck. Uh, a powerful source to be reckoned with in the next few seasons. But I think whenever, mind you, as a Leafs fan, it was embarrassing. Like I mentioned, the 5-1, the fact coming back to the 6-5 winning, and a lot of people enjoyed that. But mind you, I think if you do go up against the Ottawa Senators, like our last game where we beat them 7-3, to I think it's pretty safe to assume that you will win. Um, they do put up a good fight, especially against the Leafs. They always seem to have the Leafs number. But um, I think this season it's... When you, whenever a Canadian team goes up against the Ottawa Senators, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that they will probably get the win at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a rough go for Ottawa. Um, they got new jerseys, new logo. That's it. Um, yeah, the, the draft is going to be their most important thing, and honestly, I think they've been okay. They've been a pretty like, mediocre at drafting. Um, There's places where they could have got uh, better players. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough to say. Um, they did fleece the Sharks in the Eric Carlson trade. Um, I will say that. So, good on them for that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a little ridiculous for Ottawa. I mean, Florida's – this is the best start Florida's had in 25 years or something dumb like that. So, um, I mean, I can't really judge. We haven't won a playoff series in, like, 25 years. So, uh, hopefully that changes this year, but I really don't want to face Chicago in the first round. If that's what happens, um, I would much, it's hard to say who I'd want to face. I guess Chicago is the best bet in the first round. Um, if that were to happen right now, the Leafs are slated to face, uh, would it be Montreal one V four? Yeah, it'd be one V four. I'm not sure. Yeah, so right now it'd be Toronto versus Montreal in the first round if, if the playoffs would started it be, today. Um, I think it'd be um, by division. Is Montreal in fourth? I haven't checked the standings in a few days. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at them yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Montreal would um, be, yeah. But they haven't played in a week, so I think that'll change. But yeah, right now we'd be playing Montreal, which would be a great series. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. I, I would watch every single game unless it conflicted with the Panthers, and I totally wouldn't yeah. watch. Um Right now, the Panthers – oh, wow, Tampa I Bay just Lightning. saw this. Right now, the Panthers are – yeah, to face the Lightning first round. That would be terrible. I would hate yeah. that. Um, although it would be a ridiculous series, um, I would hate that. Um, yeah, I don't know who I'd want to face uh, if, if we're the first seed. It's a lot of tough things um, to make because, like you mentioned, Carolina is a great team. They're incredibly stingy in the playoffs. Chicago always seems to pull a trick out of their sleeve and – always play their yeah. best hockey in the playoffs. And then Tampa Bay's had your number for years. So you guys have been playing well against them this season, but that'd be something that yeah, be curious to took see. two of three against them. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, anyway, we thank you for joining us this week. Follow us on Twitter at the hockey under at hockey underscore wired pod. Let us know what you think about the episode and reach out with any suggestions for topics as we'd love to talk about whatever you're wondering about the hockey universe Matt, where can the people find you? And what do you got going on with uh, hockey writers and FC hockey and everything? Yeah, um, I, I'm not covering the Leafs any, uh, anymore. Um, I'm just covering OHL and prospects. So 
the prospect profile should be coming out in March. So um, I'll probably kind of focus my attention on just putting some prospect profiles out there because the OHL has done is doing nothing right now. So it's really hard to kind of write articles on them. But yeah, be yep. pay attention to that. And then with FC, it's been it's going to be a crazy crazy few weeks coming up. But um, some scouting reports should be coming out soon. Awesome. And uh, you can find me at Prosecutor on Twitter and uh, at Tyler R. Prosec underscore on Instagram. And uh, I just left the hockey writers for personal reasons. Just uh, just needed more uh, time for school and everything. I uh, thought it was the best decision. Plus, I wanted to focus on OTL and uh, the great baseball content that my group is putting out there. Um, really proud of that work and uh, excited for my Blue Jays Way podcast coming out next week. Um, our first episode is highlighted by an amazing guest. So uh, be sure to look out for that on my socials. And uh, thanks again for joining us. And we will talk to you next time.